0: Welcome to the Southside Trap Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra, and I'm bringing you a Chicago-centric soccer podcast focused on the Chicago Red Stars and the NWSL. Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast. It's your girl, Sandra, ready to recap another game. And uh, it's a little bit of a heartbreaker, but, you know, I promised you guys a Chicago Red Stars podcast uh, recapping these games. So good or bad, we're going to do them. So we got to recap Chicago versus Orlando. Uh, The pride game, May 26th at Toyota Park uh, ended in a 5-2 scoreline and uh, definitely wasn't pretty. Uh, times wasn't exactly a whole lot of fun. I mean, there were some, some fun moments in there. Got a few goals, right? Um, but, yeah, let's let's break this down uh, pretty quickly because also got some fun post-game audio for you guys as well uh, from Coach Rory Dames, Alyssa Nair, Julie Ertz, and Katie Naughton. Um, so we're going to spice that in there later, um, right after we sort of talk about this game. But, yeah, Chicago uh, coming in. To this match, winless in six games. And after this match, now winless in seven. A lot of draws under their belt. This one was a tough loss. Lifetime game of the week, so a lot of people got to see it. Um, Let's take a look at the starting lineup here. You had Alyssa Nair in net, Aaron Gilliland, Samantha Johnson, Katie Naughton, Taylor Kamal on the back line. You had Julie Ertz, Danny Colaprico, Yuki Nagasato sort of riding out the midfield there. Then you had Sofia Huerta, Michelle Vasconcelos, and Sam Kerr kind of providing the attack for that, that first half there. But, yeah, um, Orlando just came right out, right out of the bag and just uh, sort of set the tone. And um, you had a goal from Rachel Hill real early within the first two minutes, and then you had um, this beautiful assisted goal, uh, you know, from Marta to Alex Morgan right around the fifth or sixth minute. And um, Chicago found themselves playing from behind very, very early in the match. Just uh, no other way to put it, but it just looked like sort of a, a real, real breakdown on those first couple goals, I think. While at the game, um, sort of covering it, uh, especially on that Alex Morgan goal, I sort of noticed, I was like, wow, I, I can't believe nobody's playing up on on Marta right now, and sure enough, this this amazing ball just got sent in, and and Alex Morgan, world class finisher, just just snuck that in behind the back line and uh, caught everybody with their pants down there. So yeah, playing from behind, two goals that early is is not fun. Uh, but Chicago made it interesting uh, before heading into the half. Right around the twentieth minute, you had another beautiful goal. Uh, for Chicago and this one came courtesy of Sam Kerr uh, assisted by Yuki Nagasato just a great ball in uh, I know on the Southside Trap Pod and uh, over at Hot Time in Old Town uh, we've been talking a lot about sort of this uh, connection between Yuki Nagasato and Sam Kerr and for people who maybe don't follow the red stars on the regular like that maybe kind of don't know what we're talking about or maybe don't see what we're seeing. But I feel like in this game, you got to find the silver linings guys when it hurts the most. Right. So even in a game like this to sort of see that chemistry uh, between these two players, I think is huge um, for Sam Kerr to just sort of have this handful of games under her belt and have the four goals to go with him And uh, specifically in this game for Yuki Nagasato to have assisted on both, um, both of her goals was huge. So going into halftime, Found the rest stars in a little bit of a more manageable game, right? It's two one. You figure come into <laughs> come into the second half, maybe make a couple adjustments, right? And then go ahead and and really try to make a game of this. Maybe try to sneak in a second goal and, and close out a draw, or or maybe even try to come away with the win. And for a very very small moment, that that one. Brief, brief shining moment of hope uh, came right around that 60th minute um, when Sam Kerr, again, scored a great goal assisted by by Yuki Nagasato and the new Orlando and Chicago were were level. So it was like sort of this like goal fest happening. And then you thought like, man, this game's only going to get better until if you're Chicago, it started to feel worse. And as soon as they announced that that equalizer, you had Sydney LaRue, who's coming off of illness and came, got subbed in, um, and talk about defining a super sub or defining an impact sub. She comes off the bench and immediately scores with this ridiculous goal, which I believe is up for goal of the week, and it should win, like, honestly— like if you haven't voted, don't don't be salty, don't be bitter, don't be petty. Like go go vote for Cindy The rules, like diving header, go. It it was like amazing, um, and that was assisted by by Ellie Krieger. And it's just one of those goals where it's like you just look at it on replay, and you see your keeper sort of guess correctly, but you just also know there's just that's really all you could have asked them to do. You know, there was just sort of no stopping that, and it just feel like it just felt like that sort of suck the momentum um out of things, honestly, uh from this match because it just it definitely all went downhill from here. Yeah, Sydney LaRue score again two minutes later, got a ball that sort of just you know, fell to her feet and just spun around the back line and just nailed this ball in the back of the net, like right around the 62nd or 63rd minute. They were back-to-back goals from Sydney LaRue. It was, it was really an amazing performance, something, something to behold for sure. And, um, Chicago was down four two and it's, it's, it's one thing to play behind like two early goals and sort of come within one and then to equalize and then sort of be behind a goal and then just sort of had to constantly be playing from behind and in an, in a match like this, was probably just really, really discouraging and exhausting, especially just considering sort of the conditions. It was hot out there y'all. So, um, That was all she wrote as the the time wound down right around the 80th minute. You had Danny Weatherholt ice this game and get a fifth goal for Orlando Pride. And Alex Morgan wasn't happy enough with a goal that she had to go ahead and get an assist on the game as well. And she was there for the assist for Danny Weatherholt. And um, 5-2 was all she wrote. And it's just, um, yeah, definitely just a head-scratcher of a game. Um, It's sort of this game where you look at on paper and you sort of look, if you just watch the highlights, it's just a match where it just sort of leaves you maybe licking your wounds a little bit. Um, But when you just sort of look at the numbers on paper, it's a bit of a head scratcher. There just wasn't, um, there wasn't a whole lot of difference or parity when it came to sort of the match statistics on this, you know, you had Chicago, with opportunities on goal like coming away with 13 shots you know seven of them on goal uh you know versus Orlando's 11 to 6 and then you had like for the most part they were pretty equal or at least level with Orlando in terms of like just some other areas of data just whether it was total passes or whether it was like their passing accuracy like 70 percent versus 71 percent or total possession where they like Slightly edged out Orlando with, like, 52% versus, like, 48%, you know, and duels won and et cetera, et cetera. So it's, like, frustrating to see that and um, sort of having the players sort of come post-match and then go ahead and and see that that they're, you know, they're frustrated with, you know, with the result, you know probably trying to just cool down, honestly, because it was just really, really, really a scorcher. Um, and very, very thankful, as always, to the players who stopped through and um, chat a little bit about the game. It's never easy to talk about a result, especially when it's a losing result, especially when it's uh, that kind of um, result sort of conceding five goals at home um, against a big, big crowd on a big, big day. Um, over 5,000 people showing up for for Chicago and Orlando and to celebrate, um, you know, Pride Night, pretty much. Um, but we were able to get some post-game audio for you from from head coach Rory Dames, Julie Ertz, who took the time to, to speak on it, and also Katie Nodden and Alyssa Nair, who... Uh, both said similar things in, in terms of sort of getting back to, to the roots and taking care of business on, on defense. So we're going to let you guys take a listen to some of that audio right now. performance uh, today?
1: I mean, obviously, it's not the result that we wanted coming out against Orlando in front of a nice crowd, um, you know, disappointed in myself. and. I think we, you know, have opportunities to get better in most areas of the field. So I know we're going to work on that in this week
0: moving forward. Uh, I went up in the match pretty early Can sort of about what was going on the back line there, like miscommunication? It- yeah, I think we just got caught
1: um, on the back foot and they, you know, capitalized on that. And that's something that we definitely need to work on and uh, come out strong and fight from the get-go and not, you know, let them come into the game and give them momentum and energy. We need to be the ones to do that. So. I think that's just a mentality thing, and we'll get there. It's just, you know, a work in progress.
0: Next match against the is sort of going to mark the halfway point for you guys it's going to be your 12th match. Um, what do you want to do personally, or what do you think the back end should do to sort of move forward and keep this game behind and get back to getting those clean sheets?
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said before, it's a mentality, so I think we just need to focus on the things that we're good at and not get caught up in the opposition and what they, you know, do well. I think we need to go back to the basics and work on – You know, keeping a tight line, making sure they don't get easy runs through, bumping runs, uh, you know, clearing the ball, all that kind of stuff. So just back to the basics and, you know, work on what we're good at and focus on those things. Thank you.
2: Um, Give credit to Orlando. They came out and they showed up and they, from the opening whistle, we talked about ahead of time that we didn't want to give them anything early after play played on Wednesday. And not only did we give them one, but we gave them two goals in the first five minutes. So, you know, it's tough to come back from that. Credit to our players, we did battle back, and then we let it go again. So I think uh, frustrating is an understatement, especially halfway through the season. Now we we need to figure out ways to um, to be better. Would you? When do you think uh, the defense needs to be a little tighter? Go back. Um, I don't have an answer for you right now. I'll have to go back, um, watch the goals, watch the watch the film, watch the chances, um, and then I'll have a better idea after that.
0: Um, next weekend, yeah, the team is going to be facing Washington. There's a possibility that it's going to be missing some national team players. What are you looking for your back line to take into from this game, unfortunate you know, loss, into next week?
2: I think we just have to kind of regroup and refocus. Um, I mean, I don't know when the last time you know we gave up five goals and that's a big part of its execution, but part of its focus. And I think that we need to get back um, this week, put the time in, put the work in, um, clean up a lot of the little things um, that end up making a big difference. And Go go into Washington and put together a complete performance against another. Um, I mean, they've got have got quality attacking players as well. Every team in this league does. So we um, have to we have to clean that up.
3: Yeah, I think um, super frustrating. I don't think we've lost um, or at least conceded five goals at a home match. So that's obviously. Not something that we're proud of, but our quality just wasn't there. I think individually defending, we just weren't sharp. We weren't marking up in the box and we know what they can do with good services. They're a good technical team. So I think in the first half, they kind of broke us apart. Um, Stretched us, I think we kind of got um, forced to kind of follow the marks a little bit, which created a lot of pockets for them, which is what they're really good at. So I think mostly it was just the lack of quality from us that kind of caused those goals. So again, um, you know, we're trying to play a different way um, so you're going to learn um, from those as well, from being in a big shape. But um, losing the balls in bad pockets definitely caused, um, you know, opportunity for them. So the risk reward today was not in our favor.
2: Where do you think you're at like, individually? In? Are you kind of dealing with some injury coming back? From
3: you? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm coming back from my knee. This is probably the best it felt in the game so far. And to have that in a 90-minute is pretty good and, and definitely reassuring, I think, especially as camp is coming up to kind of start to feel. Um, obviously, my fitness level is definitely coming back. Um, so on a hot day, you can definitely feel that towards the end. But obviously in a game when you're down, you're you're definitely pushing more numbers. You're being more aggressive, which tires you out a little bit more. Um, but to their benefit, I thought they did a really good job of kind of, you know, keeping their pace of the game, which made us have to kind of come out and press a lot harder, which obviously exerts a lot more energy. Um, but I'm feeling good. I'm getting back. I think my touch is on the ball um, and my service. I feel a lot better and normal, <laughs> back to normal. But I uh, definitely know that fitness piece, building it up um, continuously, is kind of my main focus now. Um, but my knee is starting to feel really good, which is exciting for me on an individual level. This match
0: is going to make um, Chicago win this in their last seven matches. So. What do you guys, what do you feel personally you guys need to do moving forward? To I mean, we track? have chances. It's not like we don't have chances to put
3: away the game. I mean, there was a time when it was 2-2 two, two, that we could make it 3-2 and go up, and then you can kind of dictate the game from there as then they would have to start to chase. But um, we have had the same thing to go 2-2 two, two in the first half, and if you don't put away those ch- chances, um, the other team did. I don't know what their shot to score ratio was, but it seemed pretty good for them where that's where we need to be. Um so whether that's individual and me, I definitely want to kind of take that ownership to have goals as I haven't scored this year yet. So I put that on me as well, but I think um individually we all need to because at the end of the day, we have opportunities to score and we're not putting them in the back of the net as the other teams are. Did you guys switch to a 442 in the second year? Um yeah, we switched um we switched a few times, kind of just trying to figure out what works, but at the end of the day like, you know, when we're not winning or get, getting wins, um three points is huge in this league and um Obviously, we're almost halfway. I don't know if we're exactly halfway or close to halfway. Um, we got to figure things out. So whatever that is, whatever formation, we got to figure it out. Um, and that's not on the coaches. That's on the players. So we need to figure it out. The quality needs to be better.
0: Pretty good, big crowd today. Yeah. It was announced that it was, it was, was over, over 5,000, and it was a Friday night today. So yeah. why do you think it's important to maybe sort of celebrate this kind of Today, why do you think it's Yeah, so you know, I forward. mean, we
3: talk about equality all the time, so yeah. that's important as a team, and you know, to have everyone come out on a, on a hot day and cheers on. Um, obviously, we're disappointed that we couldn't really give our Chicago fans a win, but back to the drawing board. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.
4: Um, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts right now. Um, I'm a little confused, I think. Um, because the group was really good in training this week, uh, we actually never found the pace or the rhythm that we found in training in the game today. Um, which probably means we put them we put them through too much maybe this week. Maybe the loads were a little too high. Um, so it, it's never a good feeling to lose at home. It's never a good feeling to lose at home when you have as many people as you had the game today. Uh, it's never a good feeling to lose at home when, for whatever reason, we've kind of hit this funk at home. Uh, but you guys have talked to me after some games where I've clearly had some displeasure with a specific area or a specific player, and um, I think you got to give credit to Orlando. Orlando's good. Uh, they were just able to get a lot of time and space on the ball, and games in this league are one loss in the box a lot, and their execution in the box was really good, and um, And I don't think our execution in the box probably was as sharp as theirs, but, you know, the defending in our box did a good job to get free off to go back and watch it, so I'm not, uh, I feel bad for the players because I know how hard they've worked, especially this last week. I know how good everybody felt coming into the game. Um, So if, if this one needs to get put on anybody, this one can get put on me. I mean... We just conceded five goals at home. The players had a good week of training. They've been doing what we asked them to do. So if somebody scores five on you at home and you had a good week of training, that can't go to the players. That's got to go to the, the staff, and I'm in charge of the staff. So clearly whatever it was that we thought would give us some chances to be successful just didn't work today. So, you know, like I said, you've seen me after games unhappy with players or performances, and that's just not the case. I mean, it was just... Uh, we were, we were out-coached in what went on in the game, and they were able to do what they wanted to do, and we couldn't really prevent them from doing it. And we had a hard time doing any things that we wanted to do. So, and it wasn't due to the players' lack of effort. Where do you go from here? Um, another good question. I think we'll, you know, we play our, we hit the midway point next week, and then we get a little break. And then I think we'll probably get Casey and Vanessa back at that point. Um, so it's been an interesting, uh, it's been an interesting year, different than the others. You know, we came out flying last year, but we basically returned our entire core intact. So there wasn't a lot that had to get put together, and we've tried to change some things. And I think there's been moments in that this year where we've looked really good, and then there's moments where we, you know, Sam's completely isolated, or whoever the nine is completely isolated, and we can't get up underneath them. Um, so we probably need to take a step back and and figure out who we are. So I think we're kind of think we're probably caught between thoughts because in the past we may have lost but we definitely wouldn't have conceded as easily as we conceded today um, and you know we went down 2-0 we fought ourselves back to 2-2 which is a huge credit to the players and then before we could blink it was 4-2 you know and we're, we're chasing again so I think we'll probably take a step back we have the new players coming back in figure out what makes the most sense for what we have and then uh, put ourselves back together and go again you know it's the middle of the season we're still in the middle of the table for as uh, be the right word as indifferent as we've been this year is probably the best word to describe us. Um, but I think we have strong leadership within the group. We have some big players coming back into the group. We have a lot of players that got a lot of experience early on that will benefit us down the stretch. And you know we'll have to find our way and, and put it together and give it a go. I mean nothing in this league gets decided until the last eight games outside of if North Carolina keeps running at the weight they're running, but the other few playoff spots will come down to what goes on in that last stretch. So We saw Casey go through the warm-up, and you mentioned she seems like she's close to getting back.
2: Where do you put that at?
4: You know, Casey goes through a day and, and feels good, and then she'll strike a random ball, and it'll not feel right. Um, so we don't really have a timetable for either one of them. Vanessa started jogging this week and doing some touches. It's more of a them through some stuff and then see how they feel the next day and if it, it feels good we progress and if it doesn't we hold so it, it's hard especially with the injuries that they had it's, it's hard to find a, a time frame for it so we'll by no means you know the time frame is when they think they're ready to come back um they know how badly the team would like to get them back but the team just like in steph's case cares about their health and their well-being more so than if we can get them on a soccer field um how does that change your prep for next week with the national players even early uh don't think it 'll play into it a lot I mean maybe a little bit of stuff with Emily just to get her comfortable with uh, whatever the back line'll use um, but other than that i don 't think it'll it'll change up a bit I mean we, we didn 't have Julie for a large part of the beginning, and <laughs> we we put Sophie into a different position each week, so if anything maybe it 'll make uh, what we 're going to do a little bit more consistent.
0: I think it was last home match against Houston. You mentioned that you guys haven't quite figured out what to do with Sam yet. What did you think of her performance in the race? Braves?
4: Well, if we've learned anything over the last three years, you can't, you can't try to rely on one player if you want to win the league. Um, and Sam is an incredibly dynamic, uh, has a ton of charisma to her. So, like, in the first half, there were three or four balls that she took off on that. If we play out wide in the Michelle, we break the line and we're in, and we get caught forcing into her. Um, so what I don't think is that we've figured out is just because she runs doesn't mean we have to give it to her. Um, and sometimes she's making runs to drag defenders out of the space, and we haven't had a consistent enough group yet playing underneath her to be able to see that. So... I mean, she scored two goals, but I, I'm, I'm sure if you guys spoke to Sam, she'll say I would have rather scored no goals and won the game. So um, I'm glad she scored. I'm glad she got into some dangerous spots, but we lost the game five to two. So clearly, whatever it was that we tried to do in the game today isn't something that's going to get us to where we want to go. Um, so we're going to have to find a better balance. I mean, we have our goalkeeper has been leaps and bounds this year, better than any other ones in the league, and we've conceded. 17 goals, maybe? 16 goals? I mean, so our our issues aren't necessarily of what we're doing with Sam or with Sam. We're going to have to figure out how to defend first and foremost and go back to our roots a little bit in our DNA of who we are and what we're about. And once we start figuring out what that looks like, then we can start to work back through the lines going higher. But am I glad Sam scored two goals today? I am. It's always good to see your goal scorers find their way and start to get a little bit of rhythm. Indigo announced that she wouldn't be out. I didn't hear from Indigo for probably the last. I think the last time I heard from him was the end of February. And I was obviously in contact with the Cal coaches about what she was and wasn't doing. So, um, I did, honestly, not to sound um, disrespectful, I didn't think much of it at all. You know, I'm focused on the ones that are here and what we have going on. And if Indigo got a, a good career opportunity and something that she's excited about, then excited for her you know uh, coming into this isn't for everybody so if she's got something good out there then great so wasn't a big deal for us either way we
0: respect your decision all right so yeah just um yeah again just you can just i think sort of the audio sort of speaks for itself you know some players um you know upset with the loss difficult to sort of swallow um, Hopefully, um Going into this week's match, you know, at this point, hopefully they've put this one behind them and sort of look ahead. Uh, the Red Stars are going to be on the road and traveling to visit the Washington Spirit. And they're going to be without some players. They're uh, The United States women's national team are in a, in a FIFA window right now. And they scheduled some friendlies against China. And the Red Stars are going to be without their number one keeper, and Alyssa the Nair. They're going to be without Julie Ertz. And they're also going to be without Sofia Huerta. Uh, so it's going to be the first star for rookie goalkeeper Emily Boyd. And I'm actually really excited about that. I think that the Red Stars are going to find themselves wanting to sort of redeem themselves from that performance And I think the back line is going to want to show everybody and remind everyone out there uh, who they are. And I think they're going to want to have, you know, an important game and play really big in front of their rookie goalkeeper um, against a Washington Spirit team that can always surprise you and that always tends to play Chicago very, very tough. Um, So the Washington Spirit will also be without some players of their own. um, Players like... uh, Beck Quinn and, and, and Franny Ordega have been called to their respective national teams. So they won't um, be available for selection on the weekend, which for me, I think is a, a good thing. Franny Ordega tends to always have the red stars number and will always get a goal. So maybe the red stars got a shot, right? We'll see how, it happens. Uh, Mel Pugh went out with injury towards the end of uh, last week's game against Houston, and there hasn't been an update on that since. And with the announcement of the roster for the United States Women's National Team Camps, uh, she was not on that roster. So there's yet to be an update about that. Uh, there might be once this podcast uh, posts and goes live. We'll see. Um so it's it's possible that Mel Pugh might not see it. it. Just depends on her, the extent of her injury or, or what type of injury it is. But um, probably gonna see players like Andy Sullivan. Might see Rose Lavelle get some more time against the Chicago Red Stars as well. She's sort of trying to clock in her minutes and has sort of rehabbed her way back from from her very very nagging injury, her her, her nagging hamstring injury. So they were sort of left off this national team camp roster as well. So uh, looking forward to see players like Sullivan and potentially Roosevelt sort of bring what they can bring against the Chicago Red Stars. And I would actually like to maybe see Morgan Profit <laughs> get some time in this game. I just I think that's a fun storyline, former Red Stars draftee now with the, with the Spirit. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I would really love for Chicago to finally get their first win in seven matches, and I'm sure they want to get theirs too. Um, I think it's would sort of help steer the team back in the right direction um, as they come off this uh, sort of small break. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, if you guys have any other questions or if you want to follow me or, like, sharing some good old-fashioned banter, you can find me at Sandrera underscore. That's H-E-R-R-E-R-A underscore. If you want to follow the Southside Trap podcast and all our shenanigans, you can do that on Twitter. At Southside Trap Pod. That's with one letter P, guys. And really quickly, before I sign off, I want to talk about something really, really cool that we're doing over at Hot Time in Old Town. Uh, for the month of June and in honor of Pride Month, we have started a goal fundraiser uh, in order to raise charity funds for the Center on Halstead. For people who don't know about the Center on Halstead, they are a huge resource center for the LGBT community in Chicago. And for the month of June, uh, people are welcome. We're welcoming people and opening up the pledge drive for people to donate a dollar per goal uh for all matches in the month of june starting with this uh past match that just happened against orlando so if you're want to match all chicago soccer goals it's for both the chicago fire and the chicago red stars if you're just interested on the red stars side you can go ahead and donate two bucks already for sam kerr's brace um we're also opening up the pledge drive for people who are just interested in making a flat one-time donation we're That's you're more than welcome to do that. The more money, the merrier. Right. Gay money is my fave money. So please, please, please donate if you can. Um, You'll see the site link over at Hot Time in Old Town on you can find on their Twitter, on their Facebook, on the website at HotTimeInOldTown.com. Please feel free to donate. If you cannot donate at all whatsoever, we would appreciate any help in spreading the good, gay, charitable word. And you can go ahead and uh, retweet the link or share the link on Facebook or whichever other social media platforms that you choose to use. So please donate and share and participate if you can in our neighbor. Thank you all so much for hanging out with me. Hopefully we'll have a win to recap for you guys next week. I surely do hope so. Y'all stay easy. Peace.